You know, we just can't seem to do what China just did. It's the business news headlines for Tuesday, the 20th day of February. It's great to be back with you after a day off for President's Day. In other business news headlines, big news from the credit card world and what consumers have to do with that. Hard times, recession, eh, casinos are not buying it. Small business operators say this year will be a make it or break it year. We'll give you some details. Some corn and E15 news coming out of the Biden administration. We've got the Wall Street Report and retirement ticks way up. And why? For the interview, you'll hear from David Schwartz from Schwartz & Associates, a company that has a stellar track record when it comes to disputing commercial property tax assessments and how they do it. But first, the news. Insight on business news and comment with Michael Libby is made possible through the support of Tarot International the premier interpersonal skills, research, and corporate training company. Achieve, lead, and outclass with Tarot. T-E-R-O.com. Funding also comes from the National Tractor Parts Dealer Association, an international organization supporting the new and used agricultural and construction parts industry. Learn more at ntpda.com. Thank you, Hunter Pease, and welcome to this, the Tuesday, yikes, what happened to Monday edition of the Business News Headlines. Great to be back with you after the President's Day holiday. The U.S. Central Bank can't seem to cut rates, but they are doing that in China. The world's second largest economy has seen its central bank cut its five-year prime rate in a move to ease pressure on the ailing property market. The AP is reporting that the five-year rate was lowered to 3.95%, while the one-year rate remains at 3.45%. It was the first time the five-year rate cut since May, and analysts said it was the largest cut on record for that rate. Since markets reopened on Monday after a week-long Lunar New Year holiday break, state-owned banks have announced a flurry of plans for billions of dollars' worth of loans to support developers struggling after a crackdown on excessive borrowing. But all that rate-cut business? Uh, That's in China. Capital One announced it would buy Discover Financial Services for $35 billion. The combination could potentially shake up the payments industry, which is largely dominated by Visa and MasterCard. So why are they doing this? Capital One is betting that Americans will keep shopping and use a credit card to pay for their purchases at stores and on the Internet. And if history is any indicator, that is exactly what's going on. The AP is reporting that the deal marries two of the largest credit card companies that are not banks first, like J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup, with the notable exception of American Express. It also brings together two companies whose customers are largely similar, Often Americans who are looking for cash back or modest travel rewards compared to the premium credit cards dominated by Amex, Citi, and Chase. Meanwhile, consumers are paying higher interest rates. The average interest rate on a bank credit card is roughly 21.5%. And that's the highest it's been since the Federal Reserve started tracking the data way back in 1994. Wall Street ended the day in the red as investors wait to see what the Fed has to say this week. In addition, while the markets were down, Walmart hit a new record. And I'll have all those numbers for you in just a bit. 
For all the talk about a failing economy, you can't prove it by looking at the hall casinos are reporting. The Associated Press is reporting that America's commercial casinos won $66.5 billion from gamblers last year, the industry's best year ever, according to figures released by its National Trade Association. The American Gaming Association said the total was 10% higher than in 2022, which itself was also a record-setting year. When revenue figures from tribal-owned casinos are released separately later this year, they're expected to show that overall casino gambling brought in close to $110 billion to U.S. casino operators last year. And that's a bunch of cash. In a year in which inflation, while receding, still kept things like grocery and energy costs higher than they had been. Clearly, that is not keeping gamblers away from the action. Not even the pre-holiday shopping crunch discouraged gamblers from laying down their money. Casinos won $6.2 billion in December and $17.4 billion in the fourth quarter of last year, both of which set records. And in light of that, we turn our attention to the sentiment among many small business owners. The AP is reporting that about 40% of small business owners think 2024 will be a make-it-or-break-it year for their businesses, according to a survey by Messaging Service Slack. After several years of dealing with the pandemic, rising inflation, and a tight job market, some small businesses, like 32% of respondents, aren't sure they're going to make it through 2024. Still others are feeling optimistic about the future. 71% of respondents said that they are optimistic about the state of their business this year. But many are still facing tough issues like a volatile economy, a polarizing election on the horizon, and declining sales. One of those reasons is quite interesting. When you take a look at the wording, declining sales, yet American consumers are continuing to consume. So the reason for declining sales might be that online is taking more of the business, or the reality is that some small businesses are stuck in yesterday and no longer have products or services that are in demand by consumers. But back to the survey. 38% of small business owners say that they're more worried about their business as they enter this year than they were as they started 2023. And only 26% were less worried. Despite those concerns, almost three-quarters of the business owners said they're taking steps to help improve their business. About half of the respondents say they're expanding marketing efforts to bring in new customers. 45% said they're setting money aside for emergency use. And 43% said they're exploring new technologies to increase productivity and efficiency. While we're all in on spending marketing dollars to attract new customers, We also believe in retaining current customers. After all that, costs less. Got thoughts on this? Hit us up on X at IOB underscore NewsHour. Well, let's hear it for corn. The Biden administration will approve a request from a group of Midwest governors to allow year-round sales of gasoline with higher blends of ethanol, but will push the start date to 2025. Reuters is reporting that the administration would grant a 2022 request from the governors of Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin to allow year-round sales of E15 starting next year. 
However, a waiver enabling such sales as needed could happen in the meantime. Wall Street ended the day of the holiday-shortened week down as the Dow sank by 64 points to settle at 38,563, while the Nasdaq led the loss, slipping by 144 points to 15,630, and the S&P 500 fell by 30 points to close at 49.75. Tech stocks weighed on the Nasdaq while Walmart gained $5.56 a share and ended the trade at a new record of $175.92 a share. The stock took advantage of Walmart hitting $100 billion in online sales. At news time, West Texas Intermediate Crude was down by a buck 27 or $77.19 a barrel, and the 10-year Treasury yield also at news time fell to 4.275%. And finally, there is this, and this is about the surge in retirements and what that's going to mean going forward. The number of U.S. retirees has increased sharply in what Axios calls a surprise second wave of older workers leaving the workforce after the pandemic. There are 2.7 million more retirees than expected, with numbers surging again over the past few months based on a Federal Reserve of St. Louis model. Now, Several factors are being cited as causes, including return to the office mandates, but the biggest impetus appears to be financial. Bloomberg notes, as the workforce exodus coincides with the S&P 500's 24% rebound last year, much of what happened in the last quarter, folks are saying, hey, we're going to take our investment and take a walk. The downside? Lots of experience is going out the door, which could make getting help in financial and service sector jobs a bunch harder. All right, stay with us and click ahead. My guest is David Schwartz from Schwartz & Associates. It's a company that has a major winning streak when it comes to disputing commercial property tax assessments. What's the key to their success? We asked, they answered, and thanks for listening.